Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. Um, doing another intro this week uh, because the guest was based in Ireland, so we actually did it over Zoom. And so if you you guys probably already know her, she's Claire Cullen, uh, to say her on everything, on all the social medias. And I actually found her on TikTok and just thought, oh, she was absolutely hilarious, loved her content. And then afterwards saw that she actually vlogs a lot and has a lot of stuff on YouTube. So I asked her, would you come on and talk about something she specifically talked on YouTube, which was the struggles with trying to conceive and so they call that TTC. And I'd always wanted to get a guest on to talk about that because I do think for, I think, you know, women and men, we don't know a lot about women's bodies and all of these things. And especially Irish women, we always like are worried about pregnancy and it actually can be very hard to conceive. And I think it's a topic that I'm starting to hear more people talk about, but I, I didn't know a lot about. So um, she was really open and she told me about the different struggles of this and the different things about her body and um yeah she's just a, a wonderful guest so if you want to see the video of that it is on the patreon Um next week's episode is a lot longer because it was in real life and it's a comedian who came over to my house and the tape is already up online so if you want to see the full uh video for that too if you want to jump ahead a week that is on my patreon and next week's episode we talk about only fans we talk about porn and cheating so a very sex dating relationship heavy episode next week um but yeah i'd love to know if there's any guests you guys want on in the future any topic covered oh i knew the main thing i want to tell you as well is that me leland and tori will be in dublin uh, we've just confirmed the 27th um and the me and leland will be on the third uh at two different comedy club venues uh so i'll be running my album before it comes out and Leland will be doing a set and Tori will be doing a set so if you are free on the 27th and you are free on the 3rd uh, please send me your emails and I'll send you the ticket links as soon as everything goes live just uh, finalising a few things but um, yeah it's uh, Katie Poyle Comic on Instagram you can DM me your email there or just email me Um, so usually there's contact the shift at, a, at a gmail.com but if you want quicker like an easier one for me is if you go onto my website, so www.katiebullcomic.com, I have a straight link there to like my comedian email and it goes straight in a box and you can write all your details. Uh, so yeah, if you if you could do that, that'd be great. Or just let me know if you'd be able to go. So I'm sitting here, cat is right beside me. Oh, and in the video with Dan, um, the cat was like center stage for uh, most of the uh, podcast. He really likes, I'm here now and I'm, I'm just talking to you guys and he loves... He's just let me pet him away. I think he likes 
just when someone's just talking rambling around or rambling on so yeah so other than that if you can rate review as always and um yeah enjoy this episode uh, uh with claire she was absolutely fabulous so thank you and i'll talk to you next week and excited for you to hear next week's episode as well okay love you bye thank you so much for coming on to the shift uh this is so great i love i love having it's so hard to have irish people on obviously because i live in america where where do you live back home i'm in dublin Oh, in Dublin. Okay, great. Um, and so obviously I found you. So for any of the listeners, this is Claire Cullen. You go by, how do you say that, Clisere? Yeah, Clisere, yeah. Um, and I found you on TikTok and all just hilarious videos. So great. Um, and then you have a big YouTube. Uh, you, you just vlog and talk about your personal life, right? Yeah, basically. And then I'm part of the Tri Channel as well on YouTube, which is where a load of Irish people taste test a load of American stuff. <laughs> Yeah, Serena's been on the podcast before, and I know Martin. And, and Blaheen as well has been on. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, my God, I forgot that Blaheen does the tri-channel as well. That's great. I had Serena in one of my videos, and a, a bunch of Americans were replying me like, is that the girl from the tri-channel? And she was just, like, in the background. <laughs> but um, so usually with this podcast, we will talk about, like, dating or sex or relationships. And uh, one of the things I found with you on TikTok is you're very open, and I think that's something that I didn't find growing up whereas people weren't that open to talk about uh, stuff. Whereas then when I was following your YouTube videos and a friend of mine over here in America, she talks a lot about trying to conceive and how hard it was. And it was really eye-opening. And recently you just posted about, well, I this was like, I think that video was like nine months ago about the cons and the pros about talking about trying to conceive. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was about that actually, yeah. So do you mind sharing some of those pros and cons for the listeners? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm trying to remember what they were actually. Um, but like basically it's, I guess I started sharing the TTC journey as they call it, uh, trying to conceive um, <clears throat> because I didn't see a huge amount on it. Like I think it's getting more normalized to share it now, but like it's a newer thing. Um, and I know that I was watching a lot of YouTubers who were sharing about it and finding it really helpful. Not a lot, a handful, but I was finding it super, super helpful. So I was like, look, it's also just a selfish thing in that it's like, I was like, it's easier for me if I'm just honest about this. So then I don't have to, because I'm a content creator full time. I was like, I don't want to have to hide the fact that, I, you know, if I'm doing A, B, C and D or whatever, I might as well just like, just because I create content about my life, I might as well just share that part of my life. Um, and so that was a, it was a pro to feel like, you know, I wasn't sort of doing it secretly or, um, you know, that I couldn't talk about it. That was a good pro. But then in terms of the cons, uh, one of the big ones was um, that I sort of didn't realize, like, I guess I didn't anticipate when I first started sharing the, the fertility journey or whatever you want to call it, how long it would go on. I think I thought like, oh, you know, it's natural enough to take up to a year to try and conceive and so that could happen to us and you know I wasn't expecting it to go on um for two years now and I wasn't expecting us to have a miscarriage and stuff like that so I think I didn't anticipate how much I would be sharing and then I also um didn't really realize that if you're having fertility issues or you're like taking, you know, your str struggle is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? You're taking a lot longer than you thought you were going to take. Um, 
other people get a little bit awkward around you and if it's if it's public knowledge that you're trying whereas like if you haven't made a public knowledge people can ask insensitive questions and you can just either ignore it or breeze past it or and it can hurt you and all that sort of stuff but you don't end up being like the bummer in the room which I think was the big part of that video that you're talking about I was saying like it really surprised me that I just didn't see it coming like you know people will make comments about oh um you know I think one that struck out with me was like oh we could you know oh and we we were pregnant and then we you know we didn't know how to tell this person or we didn't know how to to say it to them because obviously they're struggling and all this and it's like oh I'm like the cool I'm like the bummer I'm the people have really happy news and they're really like they're where you know they're "Mm, how do we tell these two uh, so <laughs> that was the biggest sort of con I think that I and especially one that I wasn't anticipating was I was like cool cool I'm the I'm the the bring down in the room now <laughs> I do I actually liked that you said that though because I do find that people get really awkward with stuff like in general it could be anything anything that's not like the happy go lucky so it could be even just like you know you've just gotten out of a new or you've just gotten out of a long-term relationship and then people are worried about telling you that they're dating someone or I even find like if someone asks me like oh what your parents do and if I'm like my dad does this and they're like what does your mother do and I'm like oh I haven't spoken to her in like 15 years they'll get really uncomfortable and then I'm like yeah. no it's fine I'm happy and <laughs> yeah, they're like I'm fine with it. <laughs> and I'm like then reassuring them it's uh, yeah. so I really relate it to that because I do think that and that whole like you know like pity like oh and you're like no no <laughs> Yeah, and the, and another thing is that like you'll get a lot of the same advice over and over again. So people are they do mean well, but like even recently, I think I hadn't posted about it in a while just because there's no updates, there's nothing to post about. Do you know what I mean? Nothing's happening. Um, and so I posted recently for the first time in a good few months, and uh, it was a it was a joke TikTok about um. Oh yeah, it was this. It was a trend going around with this song, the Nickelback Hero song, and the trend was, you know, this person is doing something, and then this person says something really ridiculous that's not helpful whatsoever, and then the the song, you know, I need a hero plays, yeah. um, and so the joke was, you know, I was looking at a pregnancy test, and it was like me trying to get pregnant for two years, and then it cuts to me being like, just don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then that I song that. Plays, that was so funny, and I was like, you know, because it's funny, like that sort of stuff is, oh, just relax just something about it and like for you know we struggled as well and then when we just relaxed yeah. uh, it just happened for us <laughs> and it's like oh! <laughs> yeah. and it's like how are you explain to me how I'm supposed to track my ovulation and have sex during the fertile window without thinking about it just quickly explain that one to me please um, and so the, you know I put up jokey ones every now and again about the kind of same but even on that people were commenting and again I know that they mean well but they were commenting being like do you know what worked for us is to wait till about t- day 10 you're cycling and have sex every second day and I was like do you know what it isn't an issue of after two years trying for a baby missing the fertile window over and over again so <laughs> and that's and usually the people who are like say things like relaxed are the most Unre- and it's like nah you definitely didn't fucking relax <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's so annoying that's it's like so irritating and then uh, <laughs> again I know the mean well but Jesus relax and then as well I've also noticed um something else recently is that so many VHI stories not VHI sorry IVF oh, IVF. IVF stories so many IVF stories end with 
and then sure it didn't work for us and we gave up and then we got pregnant naturally yeah yeah i know and i'm uh, like i swear to god am i allowed to curse in this podcast yeah yeah you, i mean yeah, we talk about, we've talked about anal on it story <laughs> about ivf that ends with and then then we got pregnant naturally. I'm going to fucking scream because <laughs> talk about putting me off doing it. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, spent yeah. 10,000 euros on this thing that didn't work. And then we just got pregnant naturally because we just gave up. And it's like, <laughs> don't tell me that. Like, I don't know whether it's there's this like weird stigma around IVF and people just don't want to admit that it's the IVF that did it. But it's just like everybody I talk to can't possibly have gotten pregnant naturally after IVF didn't work for them. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, 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 that's that's I've and I've heard though. I've even heard those stories and I'm not trying to get pregnant. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that statistically can't be right. If that was right, everybody would be asking for a refund. Like they, no one would be going. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, does IVF work for anyone? <laughs> Nobody wants to They'd be all picketing, like, I want my money back. That's like a bad investment. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So that's, uh, those are the kind of pros and cons. And then I suppose another a con again, and I kind of updating this list since that video that you're talking about because it's been so much longer now. But like, Jesus, when you're on the look for symptoms, every feckin' thing is a symptom. And a lot of the symptoms of your period are similar symptoms to early pregnancy. So it's just the same nonsense month after month. Because you, you know, sometimes you can start to feel symptoms before you get your period and stuff like that. So you're like, oh, oh, I have a spot. Oh, I feel a bit bloated. I feel a little bit this, this and the other. And it's like, oh, no, it's just PMS again. So um, that's another con. You get really hyper aware of your own cycle and to the point where it's probably a bit counterproductive and a bit annoying more so than anything like I will say a, a pro of the whole process is that I've actually learned how my cycle works and I've learned how my body works which school did not teach me no no I did I, not understand natural like whatever the fertile method whatever it's called um and it's crazy I thought I thought you could get pregnant any day of the month like yeah when you were saying about your crazy. your mom saying that if you looked at a willy I was the same I thought <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was always like I majority used used condoms because I was fucking traumatized but like I, I, I that's a joke that I have in I think it's in my stand-up where I'm like yeah I'm like my mother used to have me so afraid um because I was actually working and I must get back to it again I was working on a set about this but I suppose there's been no updates so I was like it's it's kind of a you know you kind of need updates to be happening to keep the set going but anyway um I did a set about trying for one year when I was around that time and that was one of the jokes was like my mother had me worried I'd look at a willy and get pregnant um and uh also, but like in terms of it being way harder than you think like I remember and I think this is my stand-up as well but I remember a specific time I think it was in college and it's it was with my now husband but we um the condom broke and I was also on the pill but I had missed a Hill, like in the first week and on the packet it's like that's the worst week you could miss it like if you miss it in the first week you have to use backup contraception so use backup contraception and that broke and then I went about the morning after pill and like now I'm like why did I bother <laughs> yeah and look and nowhere then... near my fertile window and I didn't need to yeah and I'm sure this listener is being like well I got and I'm like yeah but you probably were it probably was you you know you did you risked it but it was also your like your fertile window or whatever I don't even you know when you talk about the education like it's so funny actually firstly I got a flow notification by the way I, I feel like they just knew you were on and I am gonna I am gonna delete it by the way because it is fucking useless but um 
uh, and it's you know and it costs so I, I was just using the three month free trial uh, to see but um, yeah there's no education back on I don't know how my body works I never knew about the ovulating stuff I did not know that there was a certain time when you could get pregnant and I learned that all like past 25 like past 27 just over here uh, learning about stuff for the podcast and like got like a child sex ed book and I was like oh my god how did I not know all this shit like we really they just sorry you grew up in ireland did you yeah yeah, yeah. that's how because we got our sex education was a pile of nuns who said don't have sex till you get married and that was the whole like we did biology but they really fucking skipped over all this they just they just like showed us a picture of like an ovary or whatever and was like here's you get a period every month whatever and but it really really wasn't delved into and sure the whole time we were learning about the penis and the vagina anyway everyone the lads were giggling down the back and no one got any work done so no i i keep everything that happens everything that happens like bad with sex or, like here's like I, I think a lot about like you know like assault stuff and a, a few of my friends the more i'm living here in america are very open about you know being assaulted and all these things and i feel like because in ireland we don't have conversations about consent or sex or you know, so we really are just sort of like flopping around, not knowing what we're doing, not understanding our bodies. Um, you know, the things about condoms, the risks that if you don't use a condom for the woman and the, all those conversations should have been had in front of the boys, us mixed together, detailed and just give us the skills. Because it's like, Absolutely. you know, when a plane goes down, <laughs> they say that the survivors are the ones who listen to the. So it's like, yeah, let, let me know about it. Let me know if I had a known like oh there were all the risks of like actual like hpv like all of our age group of women who got sick of uh, from hpv just because we had no we didn't know about it when we were younger but yeah yeah, yeah it's uh it's bad education i want to go back and and be like i'm that's what i'm gonna do if i ever make it i'm gonna i'm gonna do a comedy hr and it's gonna have <laughs> a, a, education for adults on like sex yeah because yeah that'll be good actually <laughs> We need it. Although probably Irish people, a load of Irish people wouldn't go to it. <laughs> they would I know. They'd be mortified. It's only you didn't know they were going to it. But that comes back to the, <laughs> even them being awkward when you're saying like, oh, I'm trying and it's not working out. That's the same. It's the same whatever embarrassed, awkward thing when it comes to sex or no one wants to talk about real, like, you know, they're, they're just very, we're very uncomfortable as a people. And then get uncomfortable for other people that's a trait i've noticed with irish people that i didn't i people aren't like that over here like they'll get embarrassed or they get uncomfortable or yeah and i I think a big part of that is like i know my mother and she would have been the stereotypical kind of irish mammy be like it's none of your business like don't ask do you know what i mean like and it's it's a whole thing about it's none of your business and it was a funny thing is though you talk about behind their back you just won't ask them to their face kind of thing and it's just madness it's just the whole thing's mad but yeah so that's funny because like i've kind of reached the stage now i think i'm two years in where um people have stopped asking me like they've just stopped asking me how's it going because i don't have any updates um and so it sort of has it's now nearly back to the situation where i might as well not bother telling anyone because no one asks anymore and i don't offer the information either because it's like what information really is there to offer um and but i know i know that there's definitely people talking about it <laughs> like i'm probably one of those like cautionary tales where they're like oh geez i have a friend who's finding it first difficult <laughs> and yeah oh, geez they don't know what they're gonna do <laughs> it's like I know, but you know, and yeah, I'm the cautionary tale, which is good, just for Halloween. <laughs> Honestly, though, I thought like because when you were saying about sharing about um that journey, that's how I felt. Because when I started the podcast with Des, he was very much like, 
like you know you'd have to be like open and stuff and I was always like loads of shame with sex and all that and I was kind of like what but I was like I really want to get successful so I kind of felt like I'd like sold my soul a little bit and I would be talking about things and I'd be like you know feeling that like I'm oversharing and people were also feeling like they know you so much because you're oversharing um, but and then for years I was talking about not getting into being able to get into a relationship and now I have a, an amazing boyfriend but I know for a fact people were like because I'd ha- hear the sly remark or hear gossip back that people were like yeah of course like she's on there talking about sex like who's gonna want it and it's a similar thing like that you know when you're when you're not when you want something you're not getting it it's a bit of an Irish thing to be like oh well like of course you know it doesn't make sense like oh what's she doing wrong or whatever and it's like now I have an amazing boyfriend who yeah yeah and you'll, you'll get lots of advice like I get lots of advice lots of people have recommended like acupuncture which is you know to some people that's really good advice and then but there's been a lot of um I know that I'm I'm privy to a lot of conversations that aren't about me uh but I just find the content content of them interesting like over the years I know that there's been public figures who've publicly talked about their like fertility issues and I've been around conversations that include blame and I'm like I know people are saying this shit about me behind my back so like it's like um for example Rosanna Davidson I remember when she went she came out had, that she'd had a lot of miscarriages I remember hearing someone be like oh well, she's probably too skinny or something like that and I was like I bet there are people saying yeah and look, but you know about me like oh well maybe clearly put on a bit of weight was that the other it's like no I, that's not the issue <laughs> and it, it is like obviously hard for you uh but I will say like watching your videos and watching the vlog about it I did think like this is great because a lot of women a lot because especially my friend over here in America her name's Casey Balsham and she shared about it for years she was sharing about it for maybe four years o- online and um and I do think that, yeah, people will say shit and all that. But there's people who are like, thank God someone's talking about this because it's, a, it's a, a, a very normal struggle. And also a lot of women, like my grandmother had a bunch of miscarriages. She also had a bunch of kids. But I mean, like, you know, I didn't find out till later. And she was just like, oh, yeah, yeah that's like, you know, that it's actually very like common. And I had no, my, my grandmother's a nurse. But like when people talk about these things, it's great because you're like, oh, OK. Yeah, I will. Like, so... I grew up, my mom had, um, I don't know if my mom ever had a miscarriage, but she definitely, she actually had a stillborn baby. Um, and it was a big deal in, in my household. So it was a brother uh, before me. I have one brother and it was the one in between the two of us. Um, and so, like, she never got over that. Um, so that was always a big thing in my household, like, growing up. Um, and the funny thing is, but in terms, obviously, it's a, it's a bigger, no, not a bigger deal, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, she literally um I, I can't remember what happened but it was like an emergency c-section and the baby didn't make it and it, you know so it was very very dramatic and then she woke up and it was back in like um catholic kind of would have been would it would it have been 80s yeah early 80s ireland um and they actually just like whisked the baby away and she never got to see it never got to like look at him um and then they buried it and didn't it took her years to figure out where they buried it because him sorry because uh because in that time the baby was unbaptized because the baby died obviously before it got a chance to be christened um or baptized and was considered to it was going to purgatory like sorry that's that's traumatizing get it away and yeah so she woke up and the baby was gone and so that was always a big big deal in in our household in terms of like 
miscarriages I guess I didn't realize that those were so common I obviously knew that things could happen with pregnancies because I'd grown up with that in my household but because it was such a such a big thing running themes throughout my life if you know what I mean um I I kind of thought they were super super rare and then when it came to me having a miscarriage and posting about it um I actually got messages from like a lot of the women in my life who had been through the same thing and it was like a surprising percentage and like totally understand why they all all chose to keep it to themselves but I just I was like wow I'm actually not alone here and I'm also not rare I'm not in the minority either no no and I do think like I know I get people who want to be private and people don't want to talk about their stuff but when people are more comfortable talking about all of this and even sex and sex it becomes less of a it's it then we all understand more and it's like it's just easier for people so we have this yeah, real... just it feels like you're less alone like and that's yeah. and that's really when I was going through it at the time that was really really helpful to me to be like oh it's not actually just me other people have had this issue and other people who've gone on to have happy healthy kids have had this issue um and have gone through this and it's not just me because it just in the moment it sort of feels like you're the only person in the world who can't have one <laughs> or mm. who has lost one and you're like feck <laughs> like, you know what I mean um so it's yeah it is good to to know and I um Anna Saccone Jolie would have been the first YouTuber I saw post about having a miscarriage um and that was years and years ago and that was kind of what inspired me then to share and um I think Oh, like uh, Colleen Ballinger, I think, also might have posted about one. So I think I'd only ever seen two um, YouTubers post about it. Um, and then I, I watch um, Hannah Witten as well, is a UK YouTuber, a sex positivity YouTuber who was um, tracking her fertility journey. And she, she got pregnant, but that was also really good to follow for a while while I was also trying. So I do, I do think it's really helpful. And I've tried loads of different methods all of which I've found on social media. So, you know, you mentioned the Flow app there. I did mention, I think in that video or maybe in a different video that I think the Flow app is shite. I have a um, irregular period, so it just cannot figure out when I'm ovulating, which when you're relying on that as your sole thing is very annoying because you enter in a period and then it goes, oh, you actually ovulated a week earlier than we told you originally. And you're like, great. So that, I did miss the fresh window then because you told me the wrong dates. Um, and so... You know, then I moved on to tracking it with taking ovulation tests and stuff like that from a different YouTube video. Um, and so I, I've just basically found it really, really helpful. And in particular, the actual experience of, and sorry, I, I've gone on a tangent now, but the, no, the actual experience of having a miscarriage is very surprising. They really don't tell you what's going to happen. Um, and it was, first of all, it was really cathartic on TikTok to watch videos there people were making videos on like how to when as soon as you find out you know you're having a miscarriage here's what's to here is what to prepare for um and that was really really cathartic to know okay, okay this was actually normal and um, because it has to come out like the fetus has to come out and whether it's surgical or whether it happens naturally and it, it's just a very surprising experience if you're not expecting it um and so that was really cathartic to see other people talk about that and in particular i listened to podcasts by two uh youtubers married youtubers in england rose, rose and rosie um i think their podcast is called parental guidance and so they went through the process of iui which is where they clean the sperm and they put it into the person going to be pregnant 
um and they talked about that whole process and um one of the one of them had a miscarriage um rose in their first attempt and then they rosie had the went for the second attempt um but that was also really cathartic because they talked about it in really like detailed detail and i really really appreciated that because there isn't as far as i'm aware before that i wasn't aware of any content that really discussed it and i totally get that some people are squeamish about it but i just really needed to hear it described in in detail so that i know that i exactly what happened to me was what happened to somebody else if that makes sense so oh yeah i think all the things should be described yeah. in detail. like the good thing about the flow app for me was the little information about like discharge and because yes. i always no, like, that is good i will give it that yeah that is yeah. good but it and just... has pictures and that's so helpful and so like yourself too because i'm sure there's women one time like I don't know about my body so much one time something did come out of me and it was like loads of blobs and stuff but I was not I wasn't doing my period and I honestly was like well I've no idea what like did a part of me just fall apart or you know what I mean like I think we should be educated way more on all these things because definitely you're kind of like yeah. do, I, do I go to the doctor or oh, I'll just wait a few days and it was fine that was like a year ago but uh but I haven't I still don't know what the fuck that was so yeah it's it's a really weird experience and i just think so i guess what happened to me is that i went in and they, they basically so many cameras go up yet at that Jeez, yeah. juncture in your life that it's just like i'm like if I, I just can't take it anymore please stop so anyway there's a good few cameras going up there and they're they're scraping they're doing everything and they're like yeah well, we can't find the fetus almost already have passed and what they what i thought they meant by past was that it had broken down into blood like a period and I was like okay because I've been for two straight weeks at this point so I was like okay yeah fair enough it's gone that's not what they meant it passes as a, as an entirety um it doesn't break down so it's like it's just the weirdest experience and the funny thing is you're actually even though you're not expecting it even though no one has no one specifically told me it was going to happen so I just hadn't put two and two together um your instinct kicks in and like the when it I just basically went to the bathroom and then it came out and when it when it happened I was like as soon as it happened I knew what was happening even though I didn't know what was happening and your instinct is to like is to you you, you do I I don't know how detailed people want me to get but like you can get as detailed basically as you your instinct is to catch it you just yeah. you do have this and I fought that instinct but like it was mad that I had that instinct when I didn't know what was happening it's yeah, crazy like your body um, you your body is more in tune than your brain your body your body knows but your brain is like what the fuck is going on um so yeah it was just it was a weird thing but the, the funny thing was and i think it's really interesting when you talk about um pro-life versus pro-choice arguments or whatever else like science has no what's the word um sentimentality yeah so like i remember given it to the hospital and they brought it to the lab and the lab was like yeah we found no no fetal matter which means um they found nothing like worth burying essentially and so they just they just throw it in the bin <laughs> and i was like okay like <laughs> like you know maybe if it was a few more weeks on or something whatever but like i just thought it was so interesting how science has no sentimentality about it and people are like oh 
life begins at conception or whatever else and they have all these things attached to it. Science doesn't think so. Science doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah lab like, was like, the lab was like, yeah, I see what you've given me, but I just don't think it's important enough to, to bury at this point. So it's going in the bin. And I was like, all right. I, <laughs> like, I can't argue with that. Um, Did you find that so, more helpful though? Or would you have liked them? Yeah, to- I, well, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I think at the time... You feel like you've nothing to show for what you went through. And I think if I had had, maybe if, you know, you'd you'd been given something to bury or they'd buried it for you or, you, you know, you released in the angels plot. I think there's a plot of like where loads of fetuses are kind of are in together or whatever, um, or like a section in the in the hospital or something. I'm not really 100% sure, but I know they do something. Um, but like... I think you would feel like you had something to show for it. But as time passes on, I've needed that less and less, if yeah. that makes sense. But at the time, it felt really like I have absolutely nothing to show for, you know, 10 weeks of, of my life that I thought was building towards something more. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time has passed on, I I don't really care about that anymore. Yeah. And did they say when, when it's three months, right? When it's... Uh... Um, so it would have been 12 weeks is the kind of is the first safety point where people normally start to tell uh 20 weeks i think is where you can get deeper tests like to figure out things um and i know there's a debate around this as well uh but things like down syndrome and stuff like that and like um cognitive tests i think you can get at 20 weeks i'm again not 100 percent sure but i know that 12 weeks is the, the normally accepted time where people start telling people so yeah i was at 10 so i was starting to get really excited and stuff so then it's just like um it turns out mine was a missed miscarriage though so i would actually it had actually happened at seven but my body just hadn't realized yet yeah yeah but then i found out at 10 weeks so yeah you're kind of getting excited and you're getting ready to tell people and you're like oh never mind (laughs) you're like at like close to the finish line that's like so stressful yeah and it's and because you don't expect it as well like i we hadn't said anything to anyone um, but then I was like, well, I want to be open about the fact that it's happened because um, I, you know, as a content creator as well that shares her life, I was like, I don't want to hide this because obviously I'm upset about it. I want to sort of work my way through it. So I was like, oh, now I'm kind of sharing. I should have just said I was pregnant because now I'm sharing that I've had a miscarriage out of nowhere um, because I just didn't think about it at the time. But yeah. No, but you were saying you were sorry. You were saying you were sad that you shared it at the time. Sorry? Sorry, you kind of it jutted out for a second. You said that you oh, were... Oh, no. So, like, I, we didn't share that we were pregnant. Oh, um, right. I understand. Because yeah, I, yeah. just I just didn't think about it. And then, yeah. you know, I was like, we'll share it 12 weeks. Like, I just didn't... It didn't occur to me. And then, obviously, we had a miscarriage of 10 weeks. So then I was like, hmm, I want to share about that I've gone through a miscarriage. But now I'm, like, sharing it out of nowhere. I'm just like... Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I might as well have said... I'm pregnant. I'm two weeks pregnant, and blah blah. And because I was share, I was I shared with miscarriage anyway. So you know what I mean. I might have. I sort of accidentally adhered to this like twelve month unspoken rule that you don't say anything, yeah. even though I was being open about everything. I just it just sort of was like a reflex. But that's the hardest thing about being because even with my stand up, it's all about like honesty and open stuff, and it, it is hard because even like, um that's that's your thing is you are open you like to be you like to talk about your life so but it you know I think most people who when they do share to their friends about having a miscarriage they didn't share before that they were pregnant you know so because you are yeah you are waiting for that it's 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 hard my friend um who she she uh 
the the girl who is struggling with was struggling with getting pregnant um for a long time but uh she's she she talks a lot about it and stuff like that and she did IVF and everything but um she uh my other friend went to her for advice about it because she was like okay I, I want to I'm worried now because I'm older as well and she was like well, when do you want to have a baby and she said like I'd like to start trying at 35 and she goes well look I started trying at 35 and I'm 39 now so try today and then she went home thinking okay it's going to take me a while but then she got fucking pregnant right away so yeah. it's just like fucking you know so it's like every single situation is different now she is just posted recently that she is pregnant and like fingers crossed yeah well what i what i think is really weird is that we don't do any tests until people are a year trying with no success and it's like that it's like so i would give the same advice i'd be like geez i thought i would get pregnant within a year it's been two years since my miscarriage so i'm technically nearly three you know ttc now so my advice to my friends would be like, go earlier, don't wait until, right, I've decided this is the last minute that I want to start trying, no, do it now. Um, but if it was more like normalized to just go and test, like, you know, there's very simple tests that they can do to figure out if you're going to have any massive issues right off the bat. Like there's a test, you know, you can get tested to check your ovulating, your other half can get tested to make sure everything's okay. And then you would at least know, okay, there's no reason why this would take longer than expected and it's natural to take up two years so then we can we can make the our decisions based on when we're going to start based off that but like it's just weird that they're like no until you're having you're you have no success for a year we're not even going to give you a test to see are you ovulating yeah no crazy that that is uh but again I don't know I'm just like when it comes to women's stuff they don't really help us a lot when it comes no. to there's not a lot of information there's not a lot of my my uh and everything I hear is like different information you know like I, I'll go to my gynecologist and she's like um because yeah, I was trying to get the ring to, to have unprotected sex with my boyfriend and we've been going out over a year and a half but I'm just really afraid of uh uh hpv again and obviously he can't get tested because he can't test men anyway uh that's my big thing but um because i got it already and oh it was a whole thing but uh so uh i went about the ring and i wanted to ask her about you know maybe like testing but she gave me she just tore into me like oh you still have to use condoms you can get pregnant so quickly you can get pregnant on the pill you can get pregnant on it and i'm like i i I walked out not even asking questions because i was just like oh i can't get the information i need if that makes sense yeah it's mad yeah thank you so much uh for for sharing all of this uh by the way and you are as they would say in ireland you're doing the lord's work but like i don't don't really know what i believe in so you're doing the moon's work or whatever you know because (laughs) yeah 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 i have that problem as well actually like there's so much of our vernacular is linked to religion then i'm not a religious person i'm um, and and agnostic if not an atheist and I'm like oh my god like I you know I, I, I need something else I need and everything else sounds so silly like I've tried to use other expressions and I sound like an idiot yeah you're not gonna say oh my, oh my god, word or, oh yeah, my yeah. days it just doesn't it just doesn't hit the same do astrology <laughs> people be like oh my stars <laughs> 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 no this is great so you are though because like especially with Casey as well like even for me all women we should be learning because I always was like oh I'll wait till I'm like 
36 and I want to have a kid my partner really wants to have a kid so that's things now that we know I'm 32 I just turned 32 a couple of days ago but uh that's something we've been like I've been like he's five years younger so I'm like if you really do it's something we have to think about and plan and all that stuff and like if I hadn't have seen like followed along Casey's journey the whole time I I would have never known that you know so I think um I think it's good that we talk about these things and even things like I, I got get on here and talk about sex and women will message me being like thanks for being so open about that so do you know but like but then I was going to bed like god oh my god what are people thinking of me you know yeah so yeah, um I know, <laughs> I know. It's, uh, that's such that Irish you get it I have to sleep it off sometimes like I'll wake up and feel guilt in the morning and I'll go no 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 no, I can't deal with this and I'll go back to bed and then I'll feel better but it is a inherent guilt yeah Wait, so where can people who, if there's any listeners who don't already follow you, where can they follow you? So I'm at Clizzair on everything, all the platforms, um, which is C-L-I-S-A-R-E. It's just Claire with an I-S in the middle, uh, Clizzair. So if you search Claire Cullen or you go to at Clizzair, C-L-I-S-A-R-E on everything, um, you'll find me. And, you know, I'm most active on YouTube. But I also do the short form stuff and and a lot of the TTC stuff is on TikTok and Instagram as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 